Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And today we are talking about the incredible light that is coming into our beloved planet, how that is literally changing us on a DNA level and actually bringing up all of the lower densities that are still really within our physical body. There's still a whole heck of a lot of clearing going on, but it's okay because as my guest today explains, not only can we allow this light to dissolve the old, but we can allow it to come in and inspire and build the new, new foundations and even access 12 dimensions. What a beautiful space to be in. We're going to learn about that today with Elizabeth Wood. She is a seer and scientist and her information is just incredible. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth Wood. Thank you so much for being here. It's always my absolute pleasure, Lauren, to be in your beautiful field. Well, thank you for coming in. We welcome all of our listeners, either live or to the replay, the recording, in this field with us. We can feel it. You know, Elizabeth, I... I, let's talk about what's going on in the collective. I even have some questions coming into my Q&A box, and people are still hurting. So, you know, here we are still clearing a lot, but there's, a, there's good news, and there's hope to what's going on as well once we are able to really release some of these layers. So what is going on? I love how you said it's really a process of zooming in and zooming out on your life and in observation. Yeah, that's a really great way to be able to perceive what's happening. And what's happening right now is that while, you know, for a long time we were powering through to try to welcome these higher levels of consciousness, these fifth-dimensional levels of consciousness. 
and a lot of people doing a lot of hard work for many years to help welcome that. And lo and behold, in a matter of six months, all 12 dimensions have opened up for us to welcome. It's incredibly overwhelming for the body. And it's a very spectacular time because we are in new waters and we don't have a map. So here we are, all of you on the call, everyone who will listen to this replay, everyone on this planet has a chance to be a map writer. And how can you really gauge how you're going to do this? Well, you can't gauge it by looking at the past. You can't gauge it by looking at the future. You have to gauge it in the moment. And if you are staying really present, what happens? Where can you start to bring your awareness and consciousness? Well, you have one direction you can be going, up or down, up and down. So you can zoom in closely. Zoom in to your body. Zoom in deeply to your spiritual self. Zoom in even deeper. Go down into the quantum levels of yourself. See what arises there. And zoom out. You can zoom out of the many layers of consciousness outside your own life, the many layers of existence around you. And you can zoom out and really feel the sense of what's happening on this planet at the same time. And what you'll find as you zoom in and out of that consciousness of reality in the presence is that there's this very clear pattern. There's a pattern showing up. And that is that everything is beginning to dissolve in incredible swiftness, dissolving into light, dissolving to look more like source, the source field of this universe, of all the universes. And the source field, it's made of light. It functions as light. All 12 dimensions are qualities of this function of light. And this is a very scientifically measurable thing. Dimensions are a mathematically measurable thing. They are scales of reality. And if you go down to, for example, an atomic reality, what do you find that is showing up? Well, when you're looking at an atom, we have electrons that like to spin around that atom. And as they jump into different scales or different layers, they call them shells, each time an electron does that, it releases light. It releases a photon, which means that all living consciousness and even non-living consciousness in the form of the material is actually light. All densities are different qualities of light. And so that's something that can really help us to make sense of what's happening. And what does light do? Well, you can watch what light does in the 3D. It dissolves stuff, doesn't it? You leave your lawn chairs out and your colorful lawn chairs out in the sunshine too long, they're going to fade. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are they trying to fade into? Well, they're trying to fade into oneness with that light. Everything becomes more and more white. What is white light? White light is all the spectrums of light. So we are receiving incredible oceans. I don't even like to call it bombardment because that would kind of connotate violence, right? Instead, it's a, it's a 
beautiful raising up of the ocean from within. All this light is moving from within and it's simultaneously moving from the outside to dissolve things. And we're watching the dis dissolving of separation. We're watching the dissolving of identity. We're watching the dissolving of difficult systems that have been put in place to create limitations. And we're watching the final dissolving of limitation itself. But there's the suffering happening. Why is there suffering happening? Well, there's three things that cause suffering. Resistance, attachment, and expectations. Dissolving can be a very interesting and sometimes painful process if we're attached to some of what's been dissolving. If we have expectations about how we're supposed to be getting on, if we have expectations about the future, if we have attachments in the material world and we're watching them dissolve, that can be very painful if we have attachments within and we're watching them dissolve. That can be painful too. So how do we make sure that this is an easier process? Well, first you really do have to look very carefully. What am I resisting? What am I attached to? What am I expecting? And allow those to dissolve. Allow your resistance to dissolve. That's going to be a really key way for us to feel into the accessible 12-dimensional realms that have broken wide open for us to embody. It's not like the 12 dimensions like weren't around. <laughs> They're mm -hmm. all there. They didn't just disappear for a long time and then suddenly came back or anything. It's that we could mentally, with the mind, we could mentally understand the dimensions before, but we weren't being asked to embody them in order to attain what the ancients called nirvikapa samadhi, higher states of consciousness, enlightenment is what we like to call it. We didn't have to embody them in order to do that. Now we're being called to embody them. Technically, yes, you could still skip over the embodiment process and still reach that nirvana state, but this is new waters. Can we live in the 3D and make all those changes within, dissolve away identity, dissolve away the skill sets we're attached to, into oneness, into beingness, dissolving that separation, embodying these dimensions as a path towards enlightenment. That's what we're being asked to do. And if you resist it at this point, it's going to cause this panic. The body will panic. I'm literally getting reports all over the world from people saying, I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> and I have complete, total compassion for that. I feel like I'm going to die on one end. And on the other end, just anxiety, edginess, pain. A lot of that's because of the body's resistance to this dissolving energy and the power of what we're being asked to do. Now, there's a beautiful outcome to all of this for those of, 
us who like to have some kind of goalpost. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we're going through all this. It's because the next golden age, which we're pulling the doors open to, it's taking a lot of work. It's a lot of work to pull these doors open. Oh, yeah. The next golden age will be a permanent one. Really? A oh. permanent one. That's the good news. <laughs> the cycles of Kali Yuga and all of that are over then. Yeah. A permanent golden age. Beautiful. Yeah, that's the good news. That's the good news. Now, the scary news, not bad news, but a little bit scary to the ego, is that we're going to be asked to dissolve some really big things like ego itself, identity, skill sets, attachment to certain kinds of action, dissolving of limitation. What does that mean? Well, I'm hanging out in some of these dimensions, and as I've been perceiving the amount of power available, I've been very careful because I'm very hyper-conscious of my own arrogance. And it is arrogance which has caused me to wield power in a difficult, painful, and not helpful way. And so I'm very hyper-conscious of that arrogance. And as I was standing on the edge of some of this incredible power, I could feel it palpably in front of me. I knew that I had to do some dissolving in order to be able to allow this power to move through me. I watched my skill sets come forward. I saw my warrior self, my healer self, my oracle seer self. I saw these skill sets of mine that I've identified with so deeply that have determined my identity as this person named Elizabeth. And I saw them begin to dissolve. And in a matter of days, they were gone. And I no longer had any skill sets anymore that I could wield power with. And so I could walk into that power very empty. And instead of being limited by skill sets or identity, I was able to be all those skill sets. I had access to being the library. No longer did I have to go run around and try to do that hard work of healing, of, you know, chopping demon heads off, of of being a seer and pulling, you know, I have to go pull information out for this person. It's hard work. It's really hard work. No more of that. Completely changed Now I am the library. Mm. Now I am healing. Now I am dissolving. I don't have to go to war anymore. Mm -hmm. The other day I had someone come in a session and she had very difficult demonic entities in her field. Now, the way I used to do things a long time ago is I'd be, you know, crazy warrior chick going in and going to war, right? And then that changed a lot and I began to have compassion. 
in a different way for this army of darkness and I saw that they could be allies, that they were potential allies instead. And that really was a beautiful shift, but this is even greater than that. Now all I am is maintaining and being that light and there is no war any longer. I don't demand an ultimatum from any demonic entities. I just welcome them into dissolving into the light. And if they resist it, then they will suffer, unfortunately. And if they don't resist it, then they don't suffer. And it's the exact same for us. If we don't resist the dissolving into this oneness state, then there isn't suffering. And some of them were quite happy to be welcomed into the light, and some of them weren't. But it was exactly like us. I had even deeper compassion for these beings who were causing incredible amounts of suffering in this person. And they, all of this and all of her blockages, just by identifying them, just by looking at them very carefully, shining light upon them, they could be dissolved. Now I'm not reaching in and pulling implants out and going in and doing quantum healing anymore. I am the dissolving energy. And every one of us has this capability. We're all being called to this. It's really hard to dissolve identity, but it's not impossible. If I can do it, then anyone who's listening can too. What does that feel like for yourself in your process as you dissolved into oneness? Um, dissolving identity, dissolving skill sets. Oh my goodness, we would think that these are what define us. But this is like once you were able to flip it or let it go, you still had access to it in in oneness. Share what that was like to really, you know, experience letting it go. Well, at first I was conscious that I was being called to embody this power that I was perceiving and the power I was perceiving was that light very very high quality light and I knew I was not in any state to do that and so I welcomed whatever needed to come forward to be released whatever it might be to move forward and as I saw my own skill sets move forward I was surprised mm -hmm. and terrified <laughs> and then they began to dissolve and I didn't even hardly have a chance to say goodbye I mean it could have been a very sad process but I didn't resist it and as that moved away I just allowed myself not to be attached to them and I came into this very familiar place this sort of library of sorts it's like the library that's the blueprint of well it's what i call the real internet it's source <laughs> the source field yeah. which is has everything in it right and before i used to have to work really hard right i'd have to go in and try to grab pieces and ask source source please show me this please tell me this what do i need to do for this person what does this person need to do for themselves there's a lot of work. And 
going into this full dissolving, suddenly there was a being it. Now I am that true internet. And it dawned on me that, wow, this is this is how humans are supposed to enjoy this beautiful planet. Mm. This is how we were meant to live. There's an ease, a joy, and it's very psychedelic, I'll have to say. In in real terms, I'm right now I'm hyper conscious of all my cells and my body constantly forming this body. They're choosing to form this beautiful body I'm in. And I'm very hyper-conscious of it. And the hyper-conscious of the light that makes this body also function and the way that the light is moving through even more now has made me conscious of the form that I'm in, but also the formlessness that it still maintains. There's this simultaneous dance between creation, destruction, and preservation going on in the body. And I also can't see or perceive or feel any difference between me and everything else and everyone else anymore. I have to actually consider that when I'm speaking now to actually purposefully try to understand separation is a little bit challenging now. And all of this has only happened over the past couple of months. Yes. Wow. I'm still working with it. And yet I also know I'm carving away at this map and I want to share. I want to share. That's what I love to do. I want to share it. Uh, I want to share Mm -hmm. what this is like for people so that they too can assess, oh, yes, this is where I'm at too, or this is what it's going to take to get there. And mm-hmm. as we continue to carve away at embodying all 12 dimensions. And, you know, it's very important for people to know that this is going to be different for each person, but there are some general things that everyone can be doing to be able to move into this and to embody these dimensions. There are tools that will still help you get there. And that's really, I think, very important to note, that some of the tools are the same, and they won't change. So there is mm-hmm. there is a process of getting there, and the map, the road, will be a bit different for everybody. The feeling of different dimensions will be different for everyone. Yes. Okay. Well, we really want to be that map writer and embody all 12 dimensions. We're going to take our conversation a little bit deeper here. This is actually an introduction to a workshop that you're doing, an online healing retreat that goes really deep into this subject on all of the tools. I want to just say for those then who are still, because we have a whole spectrum of people some who are really done with all the triggers, they're not even triggered anymore. And they're like you. They're bringing in this higher light. I'm getting chills even as I talk to it. And yet there are still some who are clinging. So before we move on, let's talk a little bit about not clinging, but some who are still 
dissolving some of these feelings of being less than all of it, all of these lower densities that literally are lower frequencies that keep us from enjoying this higher light. What can you say about those? I know you work with people, but there is someone here who's got a question on that. And so for those who seem like it's a struggle, what would you say to them? I mean, even life-threatening struggles, what words of encouragement? Yes. Well, first off, all of these blockages, all these densities, all the programs, all the limitations, first off, they're real. You're not crazy. (laughs) Sometimes people will come onto a session with me and say, everyone thinks I'm crazy. And I just need validation to know I'm not crazy. (laughs) And that's, so first off, you're not crazy. Yes, there are real programs. Yes, DNA Mm -hmm. does hang on to dark energy. Yes, there is dark, dense energy out there. All of these things are real. That's very real. And how do we make sure to move through them? First and foremost, you need to understand what obstacles, blockages, life-threatening issues, what these really are. These will make you much stronger on Mm. the other side. And it's not necessarily that you particularly chose that or whatever. I don't even like to go into that because it's not fair. Some people really, you know, have experienced victimhood. Mm-hmm. And that experience, many of them, and hey, I'm raising my hand over here, that experience on the other side of it made me stronger. In love. And that's yeah. exactly what will happen. And as you allow yourself to move through incredible fears, these are gifts of strength. I'd like to give an example. Um, I had a very difficult entity come into my field at one point who wanted to possess me, something I was deeply terrified of because I've seen a lot of possessed people. And I even almost married one. I know what possession is all about. And it was very scary to me. I was very afraid of it. And this entity was really dark and and had its own agenda. And I was really frustrated with it. Every time I'd look at it, I it would just try to come in closer. And it started to really bother me. So I called one of my friends and I said, Look, I need help with this. <laughs> like, what do I do? I don't know really, I don't know what to do. And she said, Elizabeth, when I'm looking at you, I see this woman who's incredibly powerful with so much beautiful light moving through. Just make it so clear and so full. Make your field so full of all that power and light that there won't be any room that entity it can observe you all at once but it's never ever going to be able to come close to you if you mm-hmm. make this field of yours big and full enough and so I did I had to get a little righteously mad because that was my process of releasing myself from the fear of possession so I got some righteous mad and I sat in that power and I filled my 
field with light and I expanded my field to the edge of how far I could see and I told everything in my field's path, there won't be room for you to ever have control or take over. I'm going to maintain this fullness of light. And this is my will to have this done. And I was never bothered by any entities again. Now, let's talk about it when it comes to, for example, physical illness. Physical illness, especially cancer, these are these are pieces of the programming of the body saying I'm I have too much going on. And then what does the body do? It goes into self destruct mode. Self destruct mode is a real thing. We have programmed self cell death. Technically, if we didn't have that, we'd live forever. And we have programmed cell death in, in this DNA. But you have a lot more command over the body. A lot of times these kinds of things happen because of the fear that you won't have control. Of, and simply because of fear. And also deep emotions laden in the field, in the body, in the DNA. Genetic ones even that can cause mutations and things like that. So the fact is, is that Sure, you might have, uh, for example, a breast cancer mutation in your DNA, but that doesn't mean you're going to have breast cancer. And to not settle for illness, to not settle for this is the way it's going to be, to not settle for, oh, you have six months to live, we don't need to settle for these ideas of how the future is going to look. The fact is, is that most people are coming up across that block because there's the other side of it is all their empowerment. That's where all their power is. And they've forgotten oftentimes how incredibly powerful they are. The fact is, is you have a whole lot of control over your own DNA, over your body, and learning how to command that, learning how to understand the human body spacesuit is very key. It's exactly what you can be doing to heal, among other things. The fact is, is we live in this world of toxicity, of very literal physical toxicity, of emotional toxicity. And what are you going to focus on? The adage is true. What you focus on becomes reality. What you are consuming becomes reality in the body. So there's a lot of shifting that someone who's trying to heal needs to do, and that's okay. Is willing, as long as you're willing to do the work. You know, enlightenment's an inside job, <laughs> and you have to do the work, my friends. There is no easy fix. There is no instantaneous activation that's going to make it all go away. There are tools. And there is mastery of those tools. And that's where the healing is. That's where the process begins to happen to you. Enlightenment happens to you when you do the work. It, this, is a, this is a beautiful chance for us to learn that here. That's what those obstacles are. They are the incredible hard work that make you super buff and strong and capable. 
to wield incredible amounts of power. It has to, I had to really, really have a lot of integrity, Lauren, to be mm-hmm. able to watch my skill sets go away. Mm-hmm. You have to really, really be in that strength. You have to be strong. And and you can work on that. Even if you are literally bedridden, this can still be something you can be doing. And then even then, after that, later on, the even the action part will be going away. There will be an ease. Even if you're in physical pain. I'm in physical pain all the time. Most people don't know that. I don't talk about it. But I have Ehlers-Danlos, which causes an incredible amount of pain in my body all the time to a point where some days I'm at a, like a level 5, 6, or 7, and I'm still working. And I don't, I don't have the same perception of my pain as I used to, and I've done a lot of work on my DNA so that I'm releasing myself from continuing this idea that I have some problem or I am a victim or any of these identities. And the pain, however, is there. It's there. It's palpable. It's real. But that pain doesn't stop me from doing this work. In fact, it's made me stronger. It's made me more capable of having compassion. It's made me more available to others so that they can also hear in my voice that I know and I care and that I really do know. That I'm not just saying that I know, but I truly empathize. And that's really important, I think, when we do that connectivity, when we build rapport with one another, because none of us can do this alone. That's another piece. You're not supposed to do this work alone. That's not why why we're here. We're all one. You might feel like we're separate, but that's density that's creating an illusion. If you put a really dense, heavy marble that's got lots and lots of ego and trauma and negative programs and you name it, worthlessness, limitations, all these things, and that dense marble, you can't see through it, it's really heavy, and you put it on a sheet, a taut sheet, and you put it out there, it's going to cause a dent in that sheet, right? Well, from that marble's perspective, they're all alone in a hole, in a dark hole. <laughs> but that's an illusion. They didn't leave the source field. That sheet is the source field. They didn't leave the source field. They're still one with the source field. It, that density, that separation is an illusion. And then you have a different marble, one who's done all the work, right? One who's really done all the work. And they're incredibly clear. And they're really lightweight. And you put that same marble onto the sheet, they're hardly going to make a dent. In fact, you can barely tell the difference between them and the source field. That's what the work does. It allows you to see the oneness in everything around you and feel it. That's embodiment of that oneness. You can perceive the oneness already. All of us can. But then we embody it and then we feel it. And you walk outside and you feel Feel the oneness with the creation, with the preservation, and with the destruction, too. That it's all one source field. And that's you. And that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. It's 
a very lightweight, beautiful, bright energy that moves through. There's a big difference between people when you see someone who's really got a lot of density and someone who's done the work on dissolving the density. You can really tell the difference and feel it in your body. Yes. So I think that's mm-hmm. important. It is. Okay. Well, so beautiful and really inspiring and hopeful as well because there is a goal to this. So let's talk a little bit about the tools. And first, I do just want to say, isn't it interesting that when you saw your skill sets go and your identity, those were like containers that put your limitations on. And so then getting rid of that, being in the oneness, there they are. That's like being in what some would call the higher mind or the quantum field. Beautiful. Yeah, and we have, all of us have access to it. Now, okay, that's beautiful. So let's talk about how we can begin to see the 12 dimensions like you. Because, you know, when we begin to do this this work, it's like you. You become so aware of every cell in your body. It's like we become more and more aware of where our energy is going out. I think that's like one of the stages where once you're so aware of your energy, a belief system can come along and someone outside of you can trigger that belief system and there's the energy that actually literally you could feel creating a cord with like a perfect stranger walking by you because of a belief system, right? This lower density. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's like really interesting. So how do we begin to perceive the 12 dimensions? Well, first, we want to understand that when we talk about dimensions, that we're not going up or down. There's not a... um a separation of the dimensions that we often think of when we say we're going to ascend, that still gives a, I think that's an old word that needs to perhaps be dropped because that's not really how the dimensions work. The dimensions are scales of reality. So what I'm talking about is that I'm using some Nassim Harriman here. He's a quantum physicist. I encourage you to go look at his work. He's mm-hmm. talked about a unified field theory, which is basically the same thing when I say source field or source god, the same thing. So quantum physics, we're talking about the fact that dimensions are really scales. And when we're in that field of limitlessness around time, which is in the present, not leaking energy into the past or the future, right? Then we uh, we uh, we walk out of that field of limitation around time, and we stand in that presence. And when we're in that presence, you can zoom in and out of these dimensions to perceive them. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing when we zoom in down to the atomic level and zoom out to these higher levels of even being able to, and all of us can do it right now, you can imagine what it might be like standing on the edge of the universe. The fact that you can imagine that, that's really key. That means that the perception of 12 dimensions is there. All the 12 dimensions are there in that universe. When you zoom out to that very high, high perception of looking at the whole universe, 
what you're seeing is the final dimension, which is actually the source field, the 13th, the created source field of the whole universe. That would be the 13th. And then we'd zoom down. What's the, what's the very first dimension? Well, that's the I am presence. When you zoom down deep into the very core of an atom, there it is. There's the gateway to the first dimension, the I am. That's what started the whole universe, right? And if you were to go into that dimension, that first dimension, what would happen? Well, you'd pop right out to the edge of the universe again. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like one big huge circle. And here we are. We're hanging. <laughs> so it's so funny. I get a crack up every time I think about it. Um, <laughs> and here we are. We're hanging out in these 3D bodies with 4D spirits. Mm-hmm. And we have access mentally, spiritually, we have access to perceive all these other dimensions. And in these dimensions are other beings of consciousness. In fact, there's beings of consciousness at every level. And they're all, they all fallible and they're all imperfect and they're all amazing and wonderful. And it's all fabulous to see what an incredible equal field we're on. So that's how you can begin now to perceive these dimensions is to recognize that it's all connected in and out in scales. And that really, really helps shift this whole idea that, oh, it's going to be all this work for me to, quote, unquote, ascend through the dimensions upward (laughs) into the, right? No, no, no. It's not like that exactly. Because once you reach that 13th dimension, you're just going to start over anyway. That's exactly how this universe blueprint works. And if you were to go into source, that central sun, that the beginning of the Big Bang, where all of us had been smashed together into one little singularity, right? If you were to go into that, what would happen? Well, you'd pop out of the universe and you'd look at the next layer, which would be the multiverse. And we don't have measurable terms to talk about that yet. We will. But there's many universes which are also created by the source field. And then this, wow, then this whole idea of enlightenment and all this hard work to ascend and what... It kind of goes out the window in a very nice, gentle, easy way. Because we're all part of this source field, even all the way out past this universe. And that's amazing. It's so much more fun to view the 12 dimensions in this way. And so the tools that we can use to actually be able to embody and access the incredible light and power of these dimensions. That's where the fun is. That's what the experiment's all about. That's what it's all about. Okay, so the key really is the oneness, getting ourselves to that place, perceiving those dimensions all the way down onto the cellular level, to the atomic level, the core of the atomic level, as we know, you mentioned Nassim Harriman, there's a black hole 
in the center mm-hmm. of that. And so yep. that's what would make it into that loop then back again into the outer large universe from the cell. Amazing. It, that just blows my mind. I know. It's all in you, too. It's all within. It's all there. So you mentioned, too, about going deep, going deep down to a quantum level. Talk about what that's like. This is what I like to call quantum anthropology because I'm an anthropologist. I have two science degrees. I have a master's degree in anthropology. And Mm -hmm. when when I studied anthropology, I liked it because it is literally the study of being human. That's what anthropology means, the study of human beings. And I love human beings. I obviously chose to be one. Um, (laughs) So studying human beings while being a human to me was the most fabulous thing I could be doing. And when I'm looking at the human condition, I'm observing and watching, you know, what are the changes that I make within myself? How do they affect the human condition outside of me. And I'm watching incredible shifts happen around me. I'm watching my perception of even large groups of people completely change. Mm-hmm. Yet within me, that's where all the work is being done. So when I say quantum anthropology, I'm talking about bringing in all the accessible energetics of these dimensions into our real 3D lives that's what golden, the golden age of New Earth is going to be built on. And how do we do that? Well, that's what we're doing right now. We're writing the map for that. We're writing the blueprint for that. It's not been written yet. And so we've got to do that work. So how do we do it? Well, we got to dig it. we got to dig all the dark stuff out. We've been in bondage for half a million years. Mm-hmm. Why? Why have we been in bondage? There's even a reason. People ask me, why Why have we been suffering for so long? Well, my friends, we are meant to be incredible emissaries of light and peace for this whole galaxy. Yes. We wouldn't be able to do that without the incredible long years of bondage and the freedom that we will be attaining by carving away at that darkness written in our DNA, that's how we're pulling the doors open to the golden age. We've got to carve out the trauma and the darkness. Now, in archaeology, everyone knows who's done any sort of archaeology at all, that it could take millions of years for layers and layers and layers of dirt and dust and sand to cover something up. And it takes a fraction of the time to sweep it away, even with like little toothbrushes and (laughs) (laughs) picking away. (laughs) It takes a fraction of the time, even if all you have is a tiny toothbrush, to get all those layers of dirt and junk off of the treasure. And that's the exact same thing with your DNA. The process is no different. You've got to continually lift layers of darkness out of the body. You have to be the commander of your beautiful body machine, being the commander of your DNA, being the commander of your heart field. You see, you are a soul with incredible limitless power. 
just imagine something into existence and blam, there it is in your mind, isn't it? If I say, Lauren, imagine a beautiful golden bowl. There it is. You've just imagined it into the fourth dimension. That's the power of human consciousness. That's the power of source light consciousness that's giving you all of that consciousness in the first place that's moving through you, experiencing life as Lorraine, life as Elizabeth. And so that's what we're talking about as well. With that same spiritual will, we can carve away layer by layer dark energy that we've collected and then also be better at commanding the field that we have into making sure that it does not continue to retain dark energy. To identify dark energy isn't terribly helpful. A lot of empaths suffer a lot because of that. Most empaths I hear, they suffer because they're constantly trying to figure out what's their stuff, what's not their stuff, what's the collective, what's coming from space, what's coming from Earth. But the identification process doesn't do them any good. The fact is, is that then they just know what it is and then they never know how to release it properly. So instead, I encourage everyone to make sure to allow energy to move. You don't need to know where it came from. Just let it go up, down, or out. That's how your torus field, that double torus field, that's the same around an atom, the same around a planet, the same around a galaxy, double torus field, that field moves up, down, and out. So you can command and allow the energy to flow instead, and that can be a very, very helpful tool. You can be commanding dark energy out of your body, out of your DNA, and allowing more light in and doing this very consistently. You can be meditating, working on stilling the mind. You can be erasing negative programs that show up that are triggered by different kinds of events. Now, if I have like an event that will trigger some kind of negative program, I think it's super exciting because <laughs> it's a chance for me to do more work at becoming less density and more light and it's just another excellent challenge another beautiful difficult opportunity for me to get stronger and become more and more light so mm -hmm. there's these very specific things this quantum anthropology that you can be doing and and measuring your personal experience because this is indeed an experiment it is. This whole entire universe is a consciousness experiment. And so if that's true, then we need to be able to recognize that our personal experiences are part of the measurable results. Don't let anyone tell you that your experiences are not real or valid. That's absolutely not true. They are, and they're so important. Yes, and so being aware then, becoming aware of the programs or the dark DNA, the, the the belief systems that we have to get rid of, would you say that although we're not identifying them, there's an awareness that there's something there. That awareness is, I would say, what, 75% of the work? What would you say? Yeah, sure. I think the awareness is key for at least making sure that 
you're going to be removing density and making sure energy can move in and out of your field. But, and, and that it's not necessary to exactly identify that, just like it's not necessary to relive trauma in order to heal it. And it's very important to know that, that your focus on trauma can often make it worse or that the focus on where did this dark density come from can make it worse. So we don't want it to leak out, but we do want to be conscious of and be identifying fields of limitation. That's a, that's something altogether all a little bit different. These programmed fields of limitation that we've been taught to maintain in order to be really good slaves, when we step out of them, your consciousness becomes more limitless. I identified one earlier, and that was around time. We're taught to worry about the future and the past and leak energy out, right? So being able to identify where am I, where am I being limited in my thinking around value, around time, around use of energy, around fearing death, around what I have the ability to remember. These are the five fields of limitation. It's good and useful to mentally clock and attend to the fact that these fields might be functioning in your life and then step out of them. Just as it's also good to attend to and clock to be conscious of how you're resisting energy, how you're attached to energy, or how you are expecting certain things from energy. So we want to clock, where are we leaking energy out? How are we being limited by particular programs that are run at even a global level? And where are we leaking energy or resisting, attaching, and expecting that causes the suffering that we're experiencing? Using these sort of categories, then we can actually start to hack away in very specific ways, just like you would, again, in archaeology. They don't just start hacking away randomly. <laughs> if you've ever seen an archaeological site, they've got all these strings. They've got all these strings, and they literally grid. They grid precisely what they want to be digging. And they won't just dig anywhere. They're going to start digging in one little corner, and they're going to make maps and very clear assessments of what is in that corner. And then they'll dig away at another one and another one. So this sort of ability for us to clock very clearly, where am I leaking energy? Today I'm going to focus really hard on what I might be resisting in my life. Am I resisting receiving by running these programs that I'm worthless? Am I resisting receiving by continuing to believe that I can value things in accordance to just money? How else am I resisting? And then maybe another day, what am I attached to exactly? You know, you start with, well, I'm attached to my body. Well, I'm attached to my cat. I really wouldn't be happy if my house burned down. You know, right. just <laughs> one layer at a time, recognizing attachment, bringing awareness to it. Now, what happens when you bring awareness to something? You shine light on it, don't you? And then yeah. you dissolve it. You dissolve it one little layer at a time. And then the magic happens. Then slowly, one square at a time, one layer at a time, 
you see the gorgeous gold underneath all of that. And that is the more enlightened you. That's how enlightenment happens to you. You do that digging and you become more one with nature. You do the meditation and you become more clear. You do the commanding of your body, making sure that you're conscious of how energy moves. And then energy moves. And then you aren't hanging on to so much one day at a time. And that's what it looks like. One day at a time, steering our consciousness, really. So let's take an example because if you, you I'd say all of us are attached to our houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe some more deeply, right? And then we get into control about cleanliness or whatever. But let's take the example of we're attached to our houses. What would be one way that we would dissolve that attachment? Certainly. This is totally great because I literally just bought a house this week. <laughs> okay. So you're, well, congratulations for one thing. And if there's a mortgage okay. on it, that's not so fun, but we can there dissolve is, that. And it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very interesting to, you know, suddenly be in a huge amount of more debt. Um, <laughs> but, but that's the, just a perception. The, and, yeah, and then, so, right, exactly. That's what <laughs> people are telling me in this bank, right, is people are going through paperwork, um, you know. It's just very fascinating. And and this That's house a nice is, word for it. I have a different word for it, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love walking into these places that are literally built on, completely founded mm-hmm. upon these fields of limitation. Inhumane limitation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Inhumane limitations. It's okay. true. So, and we were talking before the show. New Earth will have new mortgage companies, humane systems. But go ahead. So, right. what did you do here? What'd you do? Yeah. So, yes, you're right. We're going to have completely new words, new systems, new buildings, new everything. Mm-hmm. And so, what did I do? Well, this house in particular, um, I'm. it's amazing to now say, oh, I own this house. But the fact is, Lauren, that as I'm you signing pay. papers, <laughs> yes. as I'm signing papers, as I'm looking at my bank account, as I'm uh-huh. looking at my debt-to-income ratio, as I'm walking back home or, you know, coming back home and walking into now this house that that my husband and I own, I found myself conscious of the fact that I am actually one with all of it, that I'm one with the house. Okay. The house is me. And if the house burned down, the ashes I would be one with. And that I am one with the bank. I'm one with the debt-to-income ratio (laughs) stuff on the paper. I'm one with the pen. There is no separation between me and these things. The idea that any one of them has any more power over others or over anything else, is that's what's false. That's the field of limitation. So I don't have any fields of limitation. It doesn't disturb me to look at, you know, this process or this system. Because mm-hmm. being one with it, actually, and being conscious about 
who is really ruining my consciousness about it? Who is really ruining my feelings about it? It's me. Mm-hmm. And there will be no no one that will ever be able to tell me now, ever again, that anything is worth any amount of money. They told me how much my house is worth. And I said, uh-huh. But that's not true. My house has no value. It has infinite value. It has no monetary value. It has infinite value. My body has infinite value. The pen also has infinite value. Why? Because at its very base, at the quantum level, it's all one thing. The source field. If I want to drop into the atom of the of the one of the atoms that make up that bank building. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I drop into it, I'm gonna pop out the other side and see the universe. Just like I would if I did it with my own atoms in my own body. I'd do the same thing. It's all on equal footing. These ideas of value, they are not real. And that's where you become free. It's also where incredible flow happens. Because then there's no attachment anymore to those debt-to-income ratios, to those numbers, to these layers of value that people want to place on them. They're completely they're completely useful and useless all at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're useful in that supposedly I'm getting things done by owning this property. But the fact is, is that, again, even if it burned down tomorrow, I'd be as fascinated with that process as I would have with the whole process of signing the papers and watching and clocking the fact that I don't have any attachment or reaction to any of these pieces anymore because I'm one with them. And this is incredibly healing. It makes it so that the flow of energy, the flow, the integrity of the flow can be maintained. Then nothing really is causing any painful or suffering or reaction any longer. And I'm not resisting it either. I won't resist whatever will happen. It doesn't, I'm not attached to a timeline. I'm not attached to this idea that there's some perfect future or perfect past. There's only perfection in the present. And that's where you have all your power. So in the present moment, I'm one with this house. And when I step outside, I'm one with the earth and the nature. And I'm continuously working in that oneness now. And it's very freeing. So having come out from the other side of worrying, I'm serious, really, really worrying about my debt. Yeah. About my school debt. About mm-hmm. my about my medical bills. About all of the stuff that Americans worry about. About, you know, people all over the world. People all over the world are worrying about it. Um, you know, incredible sleepless nights around yes, us. Exactly. Desperation. Mm-hmm. I know this. It's something I'm familiar with and I understand it very well. And being able to drill down into all of that and recognize what the truth is and recognize these fields of limitation and how they're draining my energy. Yes. And literally wasting 
my hours, my moments, my power time in the present, wasting it, wasting all that power. None of that's happening anymore. I want that for everybody. Well, you are tirelessly working to make sure that everyone is going to be able to experience this, right? Shifting people into this perception of oneness, that really is key. We could feel the whole shift in our own attitudes around that. I just want to say that, you know, to some who are kind of new to this and and understanding it, they may seem that it's being irresponsible, but it's not really irresponsible. I mean, you've done your, your math, but in the end, being at one with it and removing, being still in integrity with it, you're not going to just go and uh, be flippant with paying your bill each right. month. You're going to oh, go exactly. with honor with that and be in the flow with it. And actually, being smart, you're probably going to pay more than is required by that bill. Let's call it a mortgage. I don't even want to call it a mortgage. But that's going to actually turn the tables on that mortgage and it's your oneness and it's your flow. So I guess, you know, we're in this physical 3D. There still are systems that are deeply embedded in our lives, whether it be education, uh, medical, pharmaceutical, uh, banking, of course, but we can be at oneness with it, and then solutions will come about. I love this, stay focused. What do we focus on? Staying focused on new earth, new solutions will come in, new companies will come in where, based on the integrity of new earth, of the source field, of the light, the masses, the collective, will begin to see that and love it. And the old system still playing by those old rules that are, let's use the word inhumane, they will not be supported anymore. So we're still in the thick of it. Some could call it chaotic. But I love the focus here, Elizabeth, this allowance of the oneness. How yeah. let's talk a little bit about grounding this energy into the body. Right. And this is this leads us a little bit into the fact that in oneness impeccability is magnified. So you're right. It's not that I'm getting spacey and flighty and not being impeccable or doing due diligence. It's the opposite. It now gives me the focus in the moment to be able to do that even better than I ever did before. And to recognize what I have to do to make all of that work properly so that I can be of a better place to serve each individual as they come into my field or each group or whatever I'm doing in that moment. So grounding it, when we ground all of this, what does it look like? Well, it looks like that incredible amount of focus like we were talking about. It also looks like the release of a lot of fear, it looks like a very conscious way of connecting with others that may have been involved in the energies that we use, being able to reconnect with that web of life in a very conscious way so that we can attain a more reverent and sacred attitude when we are doing in the world. And this changes our habits. 
It changes the way we eat. It changes the way we use energy. It changes the way we use objects. And then there's a reverence because everything is connected and it's all you. It's all one thing. So we don't want to throw plastic in the trash anymore because, well, that doesn't feel good anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel good to do something like that. So what do we do? Oh, well, well, we go and we buy, we buy cloth bags. We buy some reusable straws. Those sorts of small things that in that moment we ask, what can I do to build the new earth today? What is one thing that I can do right now? What's one thing I can do right now to help me heal my past? Perhaps I feel isolated, so I need to make some phone calls. I feel in pain physically, so I need to do this piece right now to help me not feel so much pain. I need to do this practice or take this medicine or partake in this particular herbal plant or flower that's going to help me. These are the pieces, the gift that we have to have sacred reverence for what's been given to us to be functioning better in this experiment. And then, of course, grounding everything through meditation is very key. And I'm not really picky about meditation. I think that there's a whole spectrum of meditation that you can play with and see what works really great for you to at least stop the busy mind from worrying about the future and the past. That's really helpful to step out of that field of limitation where you're going to leak energy everywhere. It's also very key, I think, to begin asking yourself a lot of questions and not just your brain. We have three brains, you know, and we need to ask our whole body. And that's really important. Grounding can be very key. And when you're only thinking in your brain mind, that's going to keep you from being grounded. So speaking to the heart, asking the heart their opinion, asking the gut its opinion. Well, who are you speaking to exactly when you speak to the heart? You're speaking to perfect body memory because the heart barely regenerates at all. And so he or she actually holds perfect body memory, which maintains your form. That field, electromagnetic field that your heart puts off, helps maintain the form you're in. It tells all the cells what your history is. That's why you still have a scar on your knee from when you fell on your bike when you were 10, even though that was decades ago, because your heart's informing your whole field about what's going on. And so when you ask your heart, dear heart, tell me about this. How do you feel about this piece right now? Then your heart will really show you. It's constantly talking to you anyway. But when we really ground in the body by using the three minds fully, I call it triangulation, it's a better way of discernment, going down deep into the gut and grounding into the gut and asking the gut its opinion. Well, who are you talking to there? You're talking to bacteria. You're not talking to your large intestines. You're talking to the bacteria in the intestines. And they are emissaries of the earth. They're there to help you survive and help you survive in harmony with the earth so when you get your gut's opinion it's going to be all about does this help you survive and does it help you survive in harmony with the earth so you can use your full body experience 
to make better, deeper decisions and discernment about what is the next step today? What is the next piece for me today? Using the full body machine is one of the best ways to ground in the 3D and then begin to actually feel and welcome that oneness fully in the body. Welcoming all the dimensions in the body. Welcoming the fact that you have access to all of it in the body. You ground this and it starts to change your material life. And this looks like many different things. That It looks like, okay, in order to be able to heal my past today, I need to actually sit down and do some deep forgiveness about this particular thing. Or I need to finally release myself from that energy. So I'm going to do that work today. And what happens? Well, then it makes room. It makes room for more flow, for more light, for more receiving. And what does that look like? It looks like connections, friendships, business partnerships, collaboration, abundance of all sorts. Abundance of love, abundance of receiving. And notice I'm avoiding the word money because money is mm-hmm. just a tool. It's like a hammer. It's not actually, you're not receiving what you think you are when you receive money. You're you're receiving hammers and then you still got to do work with it. You can't, you know, sitting on money doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. It just sits there. You got to actually do something with it, just like you got to do something with a hammer. And then you go, you spend your money on certain things. You spend your money on food and bills and surviving. You spend your money on doing more with your life. You spend your money on even gifts. You spend your money in certain ways because it's a representative of your energy out in the world. So uh, that's real abundance is being able to utilize that tool properly. So it's interesting how all this comes around into changing your physical life if you're doing the spiritual work behind it. Yes, okay. The spiritual work and grounding it, and really this is our world. It will get spiritual. We could even shift that word and call it consciousness. It must get consciousness, expanded consciousness, which is really moving into these higher frequencies of love and respect and honor and cooperation. And, you know, personally supporting New Earth, um, yes, you know, there's so many investments or kickstarting campaigns. The other day we were thinking, oh, my gosh, edible straws. You could do it with rice paper. And then you go Google it. It's already out there. The Kickstarter campaign had like, um, you know, I think they came up with $100,000 that they raised. That's how these new businesses are going to be supported with quick Kickstarter campaigns as we support them. And these straws, yeah. they're made of seaweed. Isn't that beautiful? So Love it. there's hope in the world. Okay. Uh, there are questions we're going to get to coming in from our participants. There's a few I want to get to. First, let's talk about the workshop. We go deep into the 12th dimensional uh, body in a workshop. This is coming up in an online healing retreat. Folks can listen to it live or in the recording, but share with us uh, your special offer as well. It includes all of your online healing retreats and even a personal session for those who don't want to go it alone and they really need your acceleration with this. So talk about your special offer and then we'll take some questions. 
Yeah, I'd love to. I'm really happy with this one. It's really honed in such a way to serve people in many different ways. So the first part of the package is so affordable, and I'm so glad and proud to be able to offer that. And it's a one-hour session with me where we get a lot done. And I used to do longer, but I found that they got, like, we would always get done with everything in an hour. So it's been more effective and efficient to just do hour sessions anyway. So there's a lot that is done in an hour. And then, of course, I'm offering all the online healing retreats in that first package that I've done on your platform, Loren. And it's such a great honor to offer that. And one of them is very important to me. Not only will people be able to come to the one that's on Saturday, but they'll be able to actually listen to the last one that I think is so important too, among others, which is about the five fields of limitation. And I walk you through them and I walk you out of them and I give you the practical ways to walk out of them and keep walking out of them. So you can actually be in limitless state, which will help with that oneness piece. So a lot of really great stuff can be done with those five workshops. Then the second um, the second package I'm also very proud of because you'll get seven workshops. You get all those online healing retreats, but then you also get my two workshops about angels. And if anyone's ever heard me talk about angels, I just love them so much. And they're, they've been incredible friends of mine, and they've been incredible friends to all of us. And to learn about how to communicate to them better, about how to connect with these really great, beautiful seventh dimensional beings can really be a huge uplifting process for people. And then in that package too, all of, of course, the healing retreats, but then again, I'm adding in my entire third eye evolution course. And this is a big, huge, beautiful six-part masterclass about how to use your third eye. I go into the scientific theory behind it. I go into much of the dimensions that go into the practices. We even talk about quantum healing and remote viewing, all kinds of different things. It really opens up the third eye realm in a different way because my perception is that the third eye is like a muscle. So I give you all you need. I give you the five-pound barbells, and I give you the heavy stuff too. And then you can work with all of that throughout your life and be able to use that mastery for many, many different parts of your life. And then the last package is the most rich. We've got a lot more there. Um, let me pull it up because I'm not remembering precisely what I put in. <laughs> oh, yes. And then we add in three more classes into the package. Um, my three classes about light, where we talk about um, the false light. You've heard me mention false light perhaps on this call. But mm-hmm. false light, we talk about how what is false light and how to avoid it. We talk about actually literal physical 3D light and how it's incredibly powerful for you to be using not only in your consciousness life, but your physical life. I get into some incredible science around that. And then we also talk about being able to do even deeper meditation techniques with light. So some really powerful meditation techniques. In fact, just a hint, it's so powerful that you can't do it for more than five minutes. That's how powerful some of these meditation techniques are. (laughs) And then um, in that last package, too, 
I have uh, my ebook, my Healing the Three Minds ebook, which is my first published book, and a lot of really great practices in there that I teach people regularly. But that last one's really special for those of you who are interested in getting a burning question out of the way right away because I'm doing a 30-minute email reading as well. So that means that mm -hmm. if you decide to receive that last package, that that burning question gets put at the top of my to-do list before other things. And that is very important. So if you have something really important that you need me to look at, one particular question that's coming up, and you're willing to give me whatever little background you need me to know or whatever, I'll take a look at it. So some questions might be, um, is there a particular energetic around this illness that I have that I need to know about so I can heal it? Or do can I should I move to this place or this place or this place? Which place should I move to? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, or I need to do this business deal. Can you tell me more about the situation energetically so I can make a better decision? So if there's some pieces that you'd like some help with that you need me to look at, that one's going to be useful because you'll be able to get that response via email much more quickly. And the reason I'm saying that is because I am booked out quite a ways, yeah. which is just kind of you, proof in the pudding that these sessions yeah. are really powerful. The times are really powerful, and um, you have just really expanded, and you have had huge success um, just because of the work that you're offering. People really need this, and you're really helping people. So thank you for that. Thank you, thank you. Again, that special offer is available on this webpage, and you are booked, but people can book, but then again, if they really need your help, they've got that in that email question. I do love that. That's a beautiful solution and really a great way for you to just get yourself into all the places that need your assistance. So good. Okay, well, I hope that helped. I've got some questions from our listeners I want to share. And I Great. hope that the person who is um, depressed and feeling down and out and not uh, feeling worthy, almost suicidal, I want you to consider getting with Elizabeth or someone to help you because as we've heard from this call, Enlightenment is an inside job. You can turn this. You don't have to go it alone. There are people who can help you. So it doesn't matter what your That's age right. is either. It doesn't matter. You are here on this planet with a goal to shine your light. And we're going to help you do that. So I hope that helps. I don't have a name of that person, but I hope that helps. Okay. You know, Elizabeth, um, I've heard this from people, and you mentioned that the six months of this year has really allowed everyone access to 12 dimensions. And myself, um, when we started talking about the beginning of the year, I went into a dizzy episode, a vertigo episode that lasted like six to eight weeks. And I've heard this yeah. from others. There's even questions coming in. Even Teresa asks about it. She says, I've been having problems with uh, dizzy spells and vertigo. So does this relate to the fifth dimension? And how can I manage to stop it? Well, it certainly doesn't necessarily relate to a particular dimension. How do you stop it? Well, 
There's therein lies the energy there that you need to know. You're resisting surrender. You see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the it's the resistance that to different issues. Like for example, um, a friend of mine has been having headaches, and she's this very highly enlightened being. And um, when we were taking a look at the headaches, she went and she got full medical tests. So there was clearly no medical reason for her to have the headaches. And when we really took a look at it, it was simply her continued physical further resistance to these very, very high energies of the 12 dimensions and more. So we, with the identification of it, she was able to move into a deeper surrender and relieve some of the issues. You see, the welcoming of these obstacles, the welcoming is not something we automatically logically do, is it? In fact, we're trained to do the exact opposite of it, um, not welcome stuff and say, well, how do I hack away at this? Yeah. <laughs> how do I get this it. giant mm-hmm. rock out of my way? Mm-hmm. Well, you become the rock, my friends. You uh-huh. welcome the rock and you move through it and you allow it and then you're on the other side stronger. So give yeah. it a try. Do deeper resisting. So a practice would be, dear heart, please allow this vertigo to move through my body. I welcome this vertigo. Every time you have the vertigo, welcome it. Actually say in your mind, I welcome you, vertigo. I welcome you, dizziness. I welcome you into my body. And then see what happens. See where it moves, how it shifts. If the buzzing goes away, if the dizziness tends to subside, keep welcoming it, welcoming it, until you will find yourself on the other side of it. Most of the time, these things are caused by that resistance. Beautiful. And reports coming in from the field around that issue. I just want to share... Once uh, each was able to surrender, it was actually a message to slow down, maybe to sit longer in meditation, to cut the usual routine. In my case, that meant not doing the regular physical exercise because I couldn't go exercise. And so from there, it was inspiration that came in new. It was like I had to slow down to allow this new information to come in. So Precisely. It's interesting. Beautiful. Yes. Okay, moving on. Uh, and we hope that helps, Teresa. Just be gentle with yourself there and don't let your yeah. mind go into worry either, right? That that's 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 a challenge. It could be disconcerting to be dizzy even when you're lying in bed and think, Oh, what's wrong with me? But uh Certainly. welcome it, as Elizabeth mentioned. Okay. Deb in Albuquerque, she says, How do we recognize that we're experiencing a dimension beyond three D? Ah. Well, you already are. <laughs> 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 because you are actually in two dimensions at once. Your body is three D. But your spirit is not. Your spirit is living in the fourth dimension. You see, this is what makes humans unique, is that we maintain a multidimensional embodiment. So how do you know that you're experiencing even more than that? Well, from many reports from all over the world, in general, 
people will begin to have very physical sensations. Colors become brighter. They see more patterns in different ways. Their third eye continues to open more, so they can perceive energy in different ways and in more detail. Their intuition opens up. Their feeling abilities, the ability to feel energy opens up. More talents and things that they hadn't been able to do before open up. For example, I never in my greatest dreams ever imagined I could talk to animals, and now I can. <laughs> uh, I never thought I could talk to crystals either and totally can do that too yes. so a lot of skill sets will continue to open up and eventually you'll be caused to <laughs> dissolve all of them <laughs> and then be able to access all of them simultaneously um, and then of course other experiences can be you'll start to see flashing globes of light which are different beings appearing to you a lot of times angels even 10th dimensional beings wow. having more vivid realistic amazing dreams yeah um being able to do better remote viewing being able to being able to feel like you're really one with everything. There's a very physical sensation to embodying higher dimensions. Perceiving and understanding dimensions is one thing. Embodying them is another, and that may look a little different for each person. So, clock your experiences. This is an experiment. Keep a notebook. I have a notebook. I'm I'm writing about my experiences. I'm clocking them. I'm really paying attention to them so that I can clearly see if I'm resisting something or if I'm attached or expecting something, then I can move out of it because I'm constantly keeping notes like a good scientist, right? So be a good scientist <laughs> for yourself Yeah. and really pay close attention to that and how you've changed and how you've evolved. Very spectacular. That's how you'll be able to know. Yes, beautiful. Okay. Another question. Tammy asks, what are our multidimensional selves? Future selves? Future selves. Ah, none of that really matters, Tammy, because the future and the past are an illusion. It's a function that we've been taught, okay? And this is physics. I'm not just speaking in spiritual terms here. I'm talking about actual sit down talking about science thing, right? So the future self, all of that is collapsed. The past self, it's collapsed. All of it's accessible in the moment. Let me prove it to you. That's fun. Mm -hmm. So I'll show you. I'll show you. All of us have what I call subpersonalities. Psychology calls it subpersonalities. I like to call it frozen traumatized selves. Because the brain mind has access to the past, which is in the present. I know that's confusing, but roll with me here. Mm -hmm. So in the brain mind, there is a version of you who's been traumatized in some situation in the past, who still hasn't been getting their needs met because they're in that trauma. And you have access to that person. You have access to all of your past selves who've been traumatized. And you can actually have full control in bringing them out of that timeline that they're in, out of that painful 
trauma moment that they're in and putting them in a brand new situation without ever having to relive the trauma. And this creates an incredible amount of psychological healing. It's one of the methods that I write about in my ebook that is available in that third package. And so this is very important because all of us right now can imagine a traumatized self that has been existing and continues to ask for their needs to be met. All of us can imagine that. There's proof that the past is accessible right now in this moment. So is the future. The fact is is that that future seems to be inaccessible, but it's not. It's all collapsed into the moment where all the power is. So when you sit and you say, oh, well, I want the future to look like this. I'm worried that it won't. Then you're blocking your ability to actually be the excellent future you want. Don't block yourself. That's a field of limitation. You're trained to do that because that's what slaves do. And you're not a slave. So when we allow the collapse of the past and the future and all of the information to be accessible in the moment, then we don't need to be worried about the future. We don't need to be worried about the past happening again. We have all the control in the moment. Memory is a function of the body, and it's a function of the field. It's allowing the learning and the experiment to actually unfold. But you have control over your experiment. So be in that power and really sit in that power. Make sure that you're bringing your mind back, reining it in. It takes practice. Like anything, this takes work. It takes time. Rein your mind in. When you find yourself worrying about that future self or worrying about the past, then you ask yourself, what can I do right now to help heal that past piece? What what piece is coming forward? Who do I need to bring forward to talk to my traumatized self? And where can I bring them using my imagination into a place of healing? What can I do in this moment to be impeccable, creating and being in that future that I see, that I want, that I am? Because it didn't go anywhere. It's not somewhere far away. (laughs) It's right now. And I know this all sounds very elusive as a concept. It's hard to wrap the brain mind around it. But don't worry about the brain mind wrapping around this. Feel it. Feel it in your body. Your heart mind has access to all that beautiful, past, perfect knowledge and wisdom about your body. And your gut has access to the earth. And your brain mind's really good at those pros and cons. And it can be very good to serve you in many other ways, including the third eye. So just keep doing that work and then don't then you won't be lost worrying about the future or allowing that energy to leak. Okay, beautiful. Awesome. And Kathleen, yes, I think you just answered her question as well. And one thing that we can remember, which would be very powerful, she says, so we are, I am, the threshold between the finite and the formless. Ooh, I love that. Lovely. Perfect. Yes. Yes and yes. Yes. And that was a question mark, but the answer is yes. We, yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Tracy Tracy in the UK says, 
I would like to ask Elizabeth, I feel entities in my field quite a lot, especially during attunements and activations. I was thinking today if I should show compassion rather than feel repulsed by them. It can be confusing knowing what is best to do. Yeah, use that story I told earlier. You know, I used to also feel like I had to go to battle because I was wearing that field of limitation, that limiting sheath, that limiting identity around being a warrior. That was my one part of my skill set. And that I was repulsed by the demonic, right? And then as a healer, you know, I wanted to bring in light. I really wanted to fix stuff. That's That's all changed. My suggestion, and this is how you can implement this. Many of you are healers out there. This is how you can implement this to shift your work around. And just, it's going to take time. Again, it's not going to happen overnight. But work with continuing to dissolve more and more of the density within so that more light can move through. Empowering your field. Building that field of light very purposefully. And as you do that, the brightest thing in the room will be you. And I'll tell you, demonic entities who are very dense, I'm avoiding the term dark anymore because I think density is more appropriate. They're very dense and they don't like all that formless, really powerful dissolving light. And so they're either going to resist it or they're going to welcome it. And all you have to do is just be it. You don't actually have to do any work. If you're perceiving it, that's fine. I perceive it too. That's okay. That's a function of your body. You're perceiving it, and that's good. But then what do you do after that? Nothing. You just be the light, and they will either welcome it or they're going to dissolve into it And by resistance. Either way, the light will come through. The more pure and powerful the light, the more easily density is dissolved, literally, by just being aware of it, then you're shining that light on them. There's no more war to be had. There's no more battling. And there's no more work. It's very easy. It's very effortless. Give that a try, at least conceptually. Wrap your mind around it. Wrap your body around it. Know that that work of dissolving density in yourself will allow you to be better and better at this concept of being a person who's bringing through that dissolving light that can dissolve density by just bringing attention to it. So that's the new way of healing. That's the new way of functioning in the world. And it is a little bit challenging at first because it goes against what we've been normally taught about healing and fixing and things like that, about the savior complex. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you're doing a good job. All you got to do is be aware and then shine that light. And they will automatically either try to resist it or welcome it. Either way, the light will dissolve. That is so beautiful. I almost went in a trance there listening to you there. And it's like this is a recipe for everything, whether it's our blame against mortgage companies, the medical companies, insurance companies. Yeah. Really, it's it's this awareness that it's there and dissolve it. 
That's beautiful. Uh, the awareness is like the archaeological dig, and then the dust that you just brush away is like is just dissolving it, blowing it away like dust. Okay. Yeah, beautiful. the density exactly. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, let's see another question before we wrap it up. Let's see now. What? Okay, two questions, two more questions. What is the goal or the benefit of going to different dimensions? Is trying to get to different dimensions similar to living in the past or future instead of being present in the moment? Mm, no, definitely not. The benefit is that you go more and more deeply into oneness, so you're embodying many dimensions of light. And then, to be very clear, this is power. This is mysticism. This is the study of power. And we don't wield power with ego. You can't. If you do, bad things happen. (laughs) Listen to that false light class of mine. I talk about exactly what kind of bad things happen. Because I share about just how bad I messed up with my own arrogance. I'm very honest about this stuff because I feel like sharing my mistakes, honestly, can help people more than Mm -hmm. even my successes. So there's this piece around being able to allow more power to move through you. Really, we're all conduits of this light. This oneness, this allowance of many dimensions into the embodiment, it creates a faster pace towards this idea of enlightenment and higher consciousness, which is also the wielding of incredible amounts of power and being a true creator being which is you that is you already and this is the moving out of the way of density in order to be one with source field it's that marble situation what's the benefit well when you look at the dense marble what happens to that marble they think they're completely alone in a dark hole don't they and that's how it feels and we we all know what that feels like and that's how it feels the other marble isn't suffering like that the other marble is practically in total oneness with that source field on that big beautiful white sheet that we're using as our very limited example of these 12 dimensions and so that oneness means that all the power of source energy can move through that one particular very clear marble can't it so the benefit is less separation less ego less suffering the benefit is being able to wield more power without ego and arrogance being able to be incredibly present in the moment no it isn't about the future or the past not at all it's simply about being one with this gorgeous source field in the universe, being able to be empowered and to be able to use this great power to continue the experiment and to continue it into a very beautiful future of a permanent golden age, which we're all being called to help manifest. And you do it within you. It starts with you. So that's what the benefit is. And no, it's not us going into past or future or anything like that. It is actually all about being in the present. I hope that helps answer the question. It does. It's all about the present moment. Beautiful. Okay, our last question. This one 
um, can you explain more fully how to clear with the Taurus fields? Yeah. Let's talk about the double Taurus. It's sort of like if you took two big, huge tornadoes and then you turned one upside down and you turned the other one right side up and you stuck them together, right? That's what a double Taurus looks like. So if you really want a good example, you can go online and take a look at pictures of double Taurus fields or the Taurus field around the galaxy or the atom or whatever. The the Earth even creates one. All planets do. Even the sun does. So this double Taurus field, it's got three directions it moves. It moves energy all the way up and out. It can move energy all the way down and out. Or it can move energy out, directly out from the heart space. So when you're walking around the world, this Taurus field is constantly moving. It's constantly moving energy, too. And the idea is that if you're walking around trying to identify energy that you're feeling from your field, then it's going to clog up your field if you walk around allowing energy to move up, down, or out, however it needs to be sorted on its own, then you're allowing and welcoming energy to move. I'd like to give a good example of what this really looks like in its very highest form. There's a couple of people that come to mind when I think of a really great, strong, powerful double Taurus field functioning at its highest level. Jesus and Buddha. (laughs) These people had incredible vortices of power around them because they were able to even move through an entire crowd and move dark energy just simply by their presence, which is why people wanted to follow them around for their whole lives. So a good example on Buddha, there's a great story about how Buddha had this guy end up be really mad at him for some reason. And the guy comes up to him during some kind of lecture that the Buddha is giving, comes up to him and spits in the Buddha's face. And the Buddha just, welcomes it because what happens to the anger what happens to all that dark energy the man just threw at him it just got caught up by that beautifully moving Taurus field and went up down and out it never even touched the buddha the spit touched him but the anger never did and the buddha had zero reaction in fact the buddha welcomed the man into his field And in that moment, seeing that the Buddha had zero reaction and was in perfect stillness in the middle of his great functioning human vortex that he was making, that man bowed down and became his student. So that's what we're talking about, an incredible stillness by allowing all energy to move up, down, and out. Now, as you enter into oneness, you're going to be asked to do this with all the nice things as well as the dark stuff. That means you feel joy. Ah, welcome joy. Up, down, or out. You feel happiness. Welcome happiness. Up, down, or out. You feel someone's anger. Welcome anger. Up, down, or out. This creates the stillness. Not the attachment to the joy. Not the attachment to the happiness. But the process of allowing it to move through you and then back out into the universe following the laws of the universe because all energy does have to be recycled. All of it. You will be recycled. I'm going to be recycled. It's all part of this oneness field 
to continue to maintain the experiment of consciousness and discovering what is love. That's the whole wonderful purpose of this experiment in this universe. So I hope that will help you to perceive what your human vortex is really capable of and how it can help you to receive that step into oneness. Beautiful. Elizabeth Wood, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is such a comforting conversation as all of our experiences on this planet, in this realm, in this present moment are to return us to understanding what is love and to the oneness field. Beautiful. As we say goodbye, my friend, I just want to give you a moment to close and and wrap up our circle. Oh, thank you. All of you listening who are listening now or to the replay, I want you to know how important your personal work is, that the more light you bring in, the more we will see incredible shifts and changes on this planet as we pull those doors open to the final and permanent golden age of new earth and that it's up to us. It's up to each of us as individuals. That means that you are incredibly important in this. We cannot do this alone. We're doing it together. You are so important. All your little tiny things that you're going through and the continued work you're doing is vital. Thank you for your work on that. Thank you so much. We need you. Yes, absolutely. And we thank everyone for the vital light that they are bringing forward. Elizabeth Wood, thank you, thank you, thank you again. This has been such a beautiful, heartwarming, mind-expanding quantum conversation. Thanks so much. Namaste, dear Lawrence. Namaste. Again, Elizabeth Wood has an online healing retreat coming up and every month here at AcousticHealth.com. So check that out. Check out her special offer as well and have her assist you in a personal session. And also her seer and scientist teachings are available as well. Okay, well, now is time when we dance our way to the cosmic heart. This is when we feel the love. Enjoy. I've been in love with love and the idea of something binding us together. You know that love is strong enough and I see
steal my kisses from from you, baby. Yeah. Always have to steal my kisses from you, baby. Always have to steal my kisses from you, baby. Always have to steal my kisses from you, baby. Down in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, you didn't even come around to see me. But since you're headed up to Babylon, oh, I'm gonna be right there behind you. Cause I always have to feel my kiss from you. Yeah, yeah. 
always have to steal my kisses from you, baby. Always have to steal my kisses from you, baby. Always have to steal my kisses from you, baby. Always have to steal my kisses from from you, baby. Yeah. Always have to steal my kisses from you, baby. Always have to steal my kisses from you, baby. Kisses from from you, baby. Yeah. Always have to steal my. While the lights were low, oh, oh, I leaned back on my radio, oh, oh, some cat was laying down some rock and roll out of Sony Jazz. And then the light down just seemed to fade, came back like a slow voice on a wave of fate, that was no DJ that was hazy, cause there's a summer waiting in the sky He likes to come and meet us But he thinks it'd blow our minds There's a summer waiting in the sky He told us not to blow it Cause he knows it's all worthwhile He told me let the children lose it Let the children
quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.